Have you ever thought about transforming your life in a radical way? Have you thought about quitting your job, selling your home, buying a motorhome, and traveling around the country for a year or two? My guest today did just that. Leslie Abbott dreamed it, researched it, planned it, and within one year of her big idea, she did it. She's in the podcast studio today to talk about making her dream a reality. Stay tuned. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and do things with other adventurous and curious women. We camp like girls in tents, vans, travel trailers, motorhomes, and even cars. We travel solo and in groups to girl camping gatherings, large and small, to bucket list destinations with friends, or on our own to wherever the wind blows us. On this show, we'll talk about the qualities of a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party and you're invited. Stay tuned while we share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Today's episode is brought to you by our consortium of girl camper friendly RV dealerships. General RV with 12 locations in the U.S., Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee. Also providing sponsorship are our friends at Kempco Manufacturing, makers of over 4,000 products for your RV, boat, and tailgating needs. And of course, Liberty Outdoors, manufacturers of the award-winning Max and Mini Max travel trailers. Thank you, Girl Camper Sponsors, for allowing me to bring great RV content to outdoor enthusiasts everywhere. Welcome. I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster. And this is Episode 157 of Girl Camper, the Podcast. On today's show, my guest is Leslie Abbott. I first met Leslie through my sister Natalie in Los Angeles. Leslie shared with Natalie that she was considering a big life change. She wanted to retire early, sell her home, buy a motorhome, and travel the country. Natalie suggested she start listening to the Girl Camper podcast. Turns out she was already a follower and deep into her research for the perfect RV for her. Today, Leslie shares her story on how she made the transition from full-time employment and homeowner with all of its ensuing responsibilities to carefree road tripper living life on her own terms. Before we head into our news roundup, I have a message from our friends at Bankston Motorhomes. Bankston Motorhomes has five locations, three in Alabama and two in Tennessee. They are a number one Best in Business Award winner that has been helping families make their RV travel dreams come true since the 1970s. Whether you're looking for a motorhome, a fifth wheel, or a travel trailer, Bankston has something for you, and right now, they're in the midst of their big clearance sale with hundreds of units, which must go before the new inventory comes in. It's the best time of year to get that deal done. 
Bankston's also carries so many of our girl camper favorites. The Winnebago Travado, that dream class B that I fell in love with. The best-selling R-Pod, the number one lightweight towable in the country. And of course, my personal favorite, the Max at 3140 pounds of dry weight and 57 square feet of interior storage you cannot go wrong there is literally something there for everyone when those new models come in though the old ones have got to go it's simple they need the floor space to take a look at bankston's inventory go online at bankstonmotorhomes.com or just go over to girlcamper.com and follow the link thank you bankston's for helping girl campers make their rv dreams come true well, I've got fun news to round up today, but before we get to the fun news, I want to get some housekeeping out of the way. I have to tell everybody that in this year of transforming, where I set out to transform so many things in my life, including the Girl Camper website, I wanted to make it lighter and more streamlined. I wanted to move the podcast to a different platform. I was told by the webmasters that I would have to move some of those heavy files. The podcasts take up a lot of space. I think there was a 100 episodes, and they really slow the site down. Anyway, for the first time in three years, on February 5th, when our return from sabbatical was due, we were not able to publish the podcast on its regular Tuesday day because our back end was still not working right. Oh, anyway, deep cleansing breath took I, and then I realized, you know what? I can't sweat these things that are out of my control. It is all fixed now. I'm happy to report. We went a little further into February, and so that is just going to shorten our sabbatical in May. So we're back on track with everything. I am learning so much about IT, way more than I ever wanted to know. But in the end, our new site is going to be so much easier to navigate. And just keep watching along because we've got some fun stuff coming up there. Okay, the big news now, though, is that we have a winner in the raffle for the Mini Max. And before I tell you who that winner is, I want to thank you one more time for all of the compassionate sharing you did. This was such a wonderful cause. And, and I am, I'm just incredibly, incredibly proud of our community. I'm so emotional about having all of you people in my wheel well in this whole little micro world we've created that has been so loving and so sharing we set a pretty audacious goal of fifty thousand dollars when we first conceived this whole idea the conventional wisdom was that twenty five thousand dollars was what we should shoot for but I had this gut in me that was telling me no, 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 no. That was before my nephew Bobby even told me to pick a dream and then blow it up. I really wanted to go for the $50,000 goal. And my idea was that even if we fell short of that, we would exceed a $25,000 goal. Well, I am here to tell you that we exceeded that audacious goal by $11,430. The total revenue raised for the Hold You Foundation came to $61,430. $10 at a time, one ticket at a time. 
I cannot tell you the difference that is going to make to so many families. Hold You does those things that other foundations don't do. They give you money for food. They pay your electric bill. They'll make car payments for you. They will Uber you to your chemo so you don't have to get on a bus or be exposed to germs. It's just incredible that there's going to be so much more money in their budget to do those kinds of things. So I am so happy that we as a community are holding those families. And that's what Hold You is all about. So I said a week or two ago that I was curious about whether or not the winner would be someone that I knew. Every week, the raffle company, which was called the rafflenetwork.com, if you're involved in fundraising in any way, this company was so easy to work with and really, really great. We didn't have to do any of the legal stuff for any of this. So the raffle network would send me an email each week with a whole list of the ticket sales. And as I would scroll the list, I would see all these names that I recognized. And I began to think, I wonder if someone I know, maybe even someone I at least know just from social media, maybe I never met in person, but someone I talk to online all the time might be the winner. Well, the winner was not anyone I know. The winner was not only a total stranger, but also the winner was not a girl camper. The winner of my Mini Max is actually a boy, <laughs> which really, really made me laugh. The winner is David Brown Eagle from Spokane, Washington. And David is a Native American. He is a retired school teacher and he is a veteran. So, David, first of all, thank you for your service to our country. And secondly, Congratulations on winning my beloved little trailer. I spoke to you on the phone today and your wife was in the background uh, chiming in and telling all about the trailer and how excited she was and everything. So maybe your wife is going to let you keep all our little girly touches in that trailer. (laughs) So I can't wait to see what you do to it. And you certainly live in the most beautiful part of the country and you're going to enjoy that trailer. And I really just look forward to seeing all the places you're going to go in the things you're going to do. And I'm going to thank Liberty Outdoors one more time for being so generous with that trailer. My heart is just warmed. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. We're going to be back in a minute with our interview with Leslie Abbott, Girl Camper. We'll be right back. friends at Campco have something so cool. It's actually called the Campco Starting Kit. It's an exclusive starter kit for the new RVer. I think this should be a thing. I think when people buy an RV, people should give them a shower, like a housewarming for your RV, and then you could give this as a gift. It includes a 10-foot sewer hose with all the pre-attached fittings, the orange drop-ins that you need to clean your tank, four-pack of the two-ply toilet paper. It's very important that you have RV toilet paper and a power grip electrical adapter, the Taste Pure drinking hose, 
the 32 ounce RV wash and wax with the sponge and a brass water pressure regulator all in this big giant bucket. It is the camping starter kit. It is just the best thing for the new RVer. It costs $57.64. It's available at the Teardrop Shop. It's on Amazon. It's at Walmart. And it's at all kinds of other fine retailers. Thank you, Camco, for making things for camping, tailgating, boating, grilling. Thanks for having fun. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with Leslie Abbott, girl camper and adventurer extraordinaire. <laughs> Leslie, I'm I'm so glad you're in the house. Thanks. I- it's Thanks for cr- coming. It's crazy fun to be here after I've seen it <laughs> online all this time. You just got a tour of the National Parks bedroom. I did. <laughs> it's great to see it in person. Yeah. Well, and here you are in my very cluttered office, but I'm so happy to have you in the house. I, I love your story. I have loved following you online. And and I, I always love having a girl camper on the show. So many people tell me that it is their favorite kind of episode. Because I think it's so inspiring to people. And I think what you are doing is something that so many people want to do. So I'm excited that you're going to share your story here. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) All right. So I got to start at the beginning. I'm very chronological. So here you were. You were a union representative working in a nicely, you know, lucrative job, lovely three-bedroom condo in Los Angeles, one of the sunniest, warmest places in the country to live, and you got a big idea. <laughs> I did get a big idea. <laughs> I was uh, I, I was getting a little burnt out and trying to figure out what my next steps would be and feeling like there was something else that I was supposed to do with the last part of my life. Um, and I, I, I tried, tried out some other sort of mm-hmm. exit strategies and hadn't worked out. And then, yes, I, I got this huge inspiration at the end of 2016, um, that travel was what travel would be the thing that would pull you out of the, yes. what, could I characterize it? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but was it dissatisfaction or? Well, I think it was a little burnout, but I'm, I'm really love learning. I love having mm-hmm. new experiences mm-hmm. and I, I just, I think I needed to really get out and get some new, meet people, do yeah. things, shake it up, shake it up and really challenge myself to be bigger and think bigger okay. and um, so be inspired by other things. So you thought travel Yes. And you're right, because travel does that for us. Yes. You know, it expands our horizons, our hearts, our everything. You and I had a great lunch today, and we talked about so many fun things. But had you ever been RVing before? Like, you had this idea to let's buy a trailer or, or a motorhome or, and travel around this country specifically. But what was your RV experience to that point? Nothing. <laughs> Zero. And I love that because it speaks to the kind of person you are like, okay, what do I have to know here to do this? Uh, that You didn't let that stop you. No, not at all. So it's just did, something else to learn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you did. I, I'm, I'm guessing here, I'm going out on a limb that you're a spreadsheet kind of girl. I am a spreadsheet kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> what was your starting point? How did you tackle 
where, uh, what, are, how am I going to learn about the RV world? What was your starting point? Uh, where so many people starting parts is that it's the internet. Yeah, uh, Google. <laughs> right, right. And actually, one of one of the key first things that I ran across was. Um, sort of a guide to the top five or 10 podcasts related to RVing. Mm. And uh, yours was one of the three that I listened to that I wow. really, um, that I was really getting a lot out of and helped me start to sort of organize my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And another one that you really enjoyed was Heath and Alyssa, uh, the RV entrepreneurs. Yes, that was and, another and one. Heath was on my show and, and, and I loved following along with them, but as part of your own education, you went down and took Heath and Alyssa's very first RV entrepreneur workshop. Yes, I went down to went down to Frederick Fred uh, Fredericksburg, Texas. Texas, which is so pretty. And um, yeah, it was. I mean, I've been learning everything through the internet, and mm -hmm. it was also it was also new. I I thought it made a lot of sense to go and actually see the RVs and meet people and mm -hmm. see the presentations and have mm -hmm. a chance to really talk to people and get a much more uh, detailed and intuitive personal. and personal sense up close and personal. What did you walk away from that with? Because up to then it was book knowledge and you had all these people to talk to in seminars to listen to. Did you pivot in any way? I don't think I pivoted away. I just think it was a it was a way for me to drill down more kind of tactically mm -hmm. on on what was possible, mm -hmm. what I needed to worry about, what I didn't need to worry about, uh, what I needed more information about. And yeah. Uh, you told me before that when you were at Heath and Alyssa's um, workshop, which is coming up again, I believe in March. Um, because I have a couple of friends taking that, um, that you had went to a workshop about a solo, I don't know if it was solo women travel or just solo travel. Solo travels, but it was taught by a woman. Now, did that influence your decision to go with a motorhome rather than a travel trailer? Yes. The, the woman said in the last analysis that she felt safest having her steering wheel in her living quarters. That if you just if you just had to go, you could go without having to exit a trailer and get in a pickup truck. And I thought mm. that that was just right, you know, right down to that safety consideration. Up until that point, had had you thought about safety as a consideration? Was that something you were thinking like, how would I protect myself? Was it even in your head? It's definitely in my head mm -hmm. as a solar women, woman yeah. traveler. But I, you know how you don't know what you don't know. Right. Um, and since I didn't know anything about RVs, I wasn't sure so that was all the ways to dial moment. that in. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So is that where you just said motorhome's the way for me? Well, it definitely put a heavy amount of weight on that, but I was still keeping my mind open because I still was so far at the beginning of the process. Okay. So. So in the end, you ended up going with a motorhome. Yes, Class C. Yes. And you you got the classic Mini Winnie, <laughs> which is which is really a nice model. I love your model. So you've it's only 27 feet long. Yes. 
So it's one of the smaller class C's. I feel it's perfect. For I, you, yeah. It's perfect for me. I spent a ridiculous amount of time. You know, I felt like I had some insane obsessive compulsive disorder for a while <laughs> just because there were so many things to take into consideration. But I really feel like I ended up with the perfect rig for me. It's um, it's small enough that I don't have to worry about any roads or any campgrounds. Um, and it feels drivable. Um, but it's also big enough that I can have people come stay with me. It's big enough that it's something that I really feel is livable for someone who wants mm -hmm. to live full time, long term. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just kind of I, I kind of like Goldilocks. It's just right, <laughs> just right it's for you, just right. Well, I I think this is funny because um, when I first met you, I knew about you before I met you because I I knew of you through my sister Natalie, who is the founder of the Whole Jew Foundation, mm -hmm. and you and Natalie were like minded in that you were both good people and you were both volunteers at the same orphanage in Tijuana, Mexico. Yes, that's how I met her. Yeah. And then tell the story about how you ran into Natalie when you hadn't seen her in years. Right. That was um that was later in the spring when I had been working on this for maybe only about three or four months. Mm -hmm. Um three or four months after the big idea. After the big idea. Um and so I, I ran into her and she was asking me what I was up to, and I was like, well, I'm I'm downsizing, and I'm uh, researching RVs, and I'm planning on leaving my work next year and doing this full-time RVing. I didn't know she knew anything about RVing at all. Oh. And she's, she was like, oh, not only do I RV, but my sister is kind of an ambassador <laughs> to other women about to helping, helping them get out and do yeah. RVing. And I was like, is your sister girl camper? And she said, you listen to my sister's podcast. Isn't that funny? It was my first brush with fame. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, a, it was, I'm laughing about it because it, it was a running joke in our family for like, you know, six months that my sister runs into you at a cocktail party and, and that, that whole exchange takes place. And, and I, I just couldn't quit laughing about it. I thought it was so funny, but um, well, it was a great sign to me that I was on the on the right road. On the right you know, track. it felt like a sign from the universe that. Well, it was a little sign for me too because here I am in my little office here, which is what like a twelve by twelve, uh, you know, room. I have one whole wall is painted in chalkboard, and I have all my notes go in there, and this is where I camp in here all the time, but. I put the podcast out, I sit here in this chair every week and I create content and I think what what do people need to know and it goes out into cyberspace. But every once in a while I start feeling like, does any of this matter? Are people being affected? You know, and then my sister called me with that story right in one of those moments when I was feeling like, gosh, I'm spending a lot of time on this. Yeah. And then I was like, yes, it matters. There's people out there and <laughs> they may not be writing in, you know, every week, but they're out there and they need this help. So you were encouraging to me, you know, that little exchange was encouraging to me. But I, I want to talk about this whole thing with the downsizing. So you had a three bedroom condo, which is not small. Right. And you had to get your personal effects down to a Class C motorhome. Was that difficult for you? It, 
it wasn't difficult in the sense of my intentions um, and my, you know, I'm more of a shedder than a, mm -hmm. a hold on person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because it's just me, I didn't have to negotiate with anybody else yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in some ways, you know, I'm, I'm ideally conditioned for stuff like that, but mm -hmm. um, it, it definitely took weeks and weeks and weeks of mm -hmm. consistent effort. And, um, and I had to dig deeper than I'd ever dug before mm -hmm. into, you know, in, into shedding. Yeah. So, um, were there things you just could not let go of? I, I do have a very few things in storage in a friend's garage, um, a, a couple of family furniture pieces, mm -hmm. um, some art pieces that I didn't want to let go of and, you know, photos and some sentimental papers and, you know, financial papers. Yeah. You got to have that place and stuff in some place. Right. But it's, it's really quite little. Every, every, my whole rest of my life is in the RV and in my little car. I, I want to ask you this because this, this, this question always uh, amuses me. When you told those key people in your life, everyone has those people that, mm -hmm. you know, they're their top five, you know, what was the reaction? I think for the most part, people were very intrigued. Mm -hmm. uh, it really sparks the imagination um, and excited about it. I think it was a little tempered by sort of, yes, well, we'll see how this all plays out mm -hmm. because I shared it with people so early in the process. Um, and I think there was also a little, um, anxiety about my safety mm -hmm. that was tempering in there too. But for the most part, I felt like people were really captivated by the idea. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, uh, go back to your camper for a minute and talk about the process for choosing it. You ended up with this Class C, but share with us why um, why you went with the model that you went with. Well, again, I was kind of trying to split the difference between too big and too small. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely an extrovert. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so building in for, to have people come be able to stay with me. So there's, there's two beds and there's a, a actual formal bedroom in the back. And then there's an over cab right. gu guest room. I always tell people yeah. <laughs> when I'm giving them the tour. Um, and you wanted that ability to have people fly in or, um, yes. or join you, meet up with you someplace and travel with other people. Yes, that's definitely something that I want to do. Um, so that kind of, you know, there was the motorhome. We kind of talked about that before with, with kind of the safety elements. I also think it's... It's best for me because I zip around in my tow car so much mm -hmm. that I that it's small um, and it's a hybrid, so it's very fuel efficient, mm -hmm. and so that also feels like a really good benefit of having that set up. Um, and then um, Winnebago is, uh, you know, very reputable company. They, they but make good products. They do. And they're also, you know, all the all the, all the guys at the dealership were very clear with me that um, that Winnebago had a real eye towards maintainability, um, and I th thought that that was really smart. I I wanted a Ford engine instead of a BMW engine mm -hmm. for their repairability in the middle of the country. I wanted 
gas rather than diesel because that's of the availability. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to walk people in their minds through your model. So I've been in it and I love this kind. So when you come into this Winnebago, there's over the front two driver and passenger seats, there's that cab over bed. Mm-hmm. There's a little ladder you can climb up and it's spacious up there. It's like a queen size bed, isn't it? Um, it's it's horizontally spacious. Oh, yeah. It's not <laughs> vertically spacious. Yes, that's true. If two people were sleeping over there, it would be a real bummer to be the one on the inside. On the inside. But that hasn't been tested yet. So far, it's only been solo sleepers. Does your booth fold down to a bed as well? It does, although I haven't actually you haven't had to done use that, that yet. And then I like the way the slide-out works in yours, and that is when you walk into the back of yours, the bed is across the back, and the slide-out goes off the rear Actually, there are two slide outs in the bedroom. The the bed goes back and then the wardrobe goes out. Out. So there's a really nice space to actually change clothes there without standing, kneeling on the bed. Yeah, I know, because that's an issue. When when you were choosing it, and I always say this to people, when, when they're on display, often all the slide outs are out, but you need to know what it feels like when... The slide outs are all in. Yes. And you pull over and you want to go uh, in the back while you're driving. You don't have to go, you know, walk to the back. What kind of space do you have when all the slide outs are in? Did you check that out at the dealer? I definitely did. And you were good with that. I I mean, there's a nice walkway to get the Mm -hmm. length of the kitchen. So you definitely get to the fridge. And um, the potty. And the potty. Yeah. Um, And... You know, usually if I have to nap or anything, um, I'll just go in the cab over bed. I don't bother with the slide outs in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So I I have everything, you know, and there's the the whole seating area is available too. So Right. Now, when you left your job, because it took like this whole process took about a year, right? Yes. And you, the job is done. The condo is sold. You've picked up your RV. Where did, what did you do first? Uh, what I did first was park it in a friend's driveway. I, I really tried to have a sort of a step down so that I wasn't mm-hmm. overwhelming myself. So I first I stayed in their guest room and I was just unpacking. And then I was kind of living in it in the driveway with mm-hmm. only the power hookup. But I was um, so I was sleeping out there, but I still kept my my food in the refrigerator. <laughs> I was going inside to go to the bathroom. Um, and then and were I, you like organizing your drawers and figuring out where things were going? Yes. And driving back and forth to the container store and getting rid of more stuff and acquiring more stuff. And yes. Yeah, you were you were making it a home. You I were was, nesting. I was nesting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and where was your shakedown trip? Um, I moved about five miles down the road to a campground from where my friends were living. Mm-hmm. So... And stay there for probably about a week. How uh, did it go? I mean, your first night in that <laughs> campground where you can't go to your friend's <laughs> front door and go in. I, I just love this. Quite, I love hearing this from people. What were you thinking in that first night out in the campground where you ha- you don't have a job? You don't have a physical brick and mortar home anymore. You're in an RV going, this is where I live. <laughs> were, were you freaking out or were you, or were you going, I did it? Well, I mean, even before I got there, like a friend of mine came with me to drive down the road five miles um, and we practiced 
Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, with one of the guys who came from the campsite next door mm-hmm. because he was very interested in my tow setup. Mm-hmm. So the three of us practice hooking and unhooking the tow mechanism yeah. several times in one of the parking lots before I mm-hmm. even went in the campsite. And then I had my friend and three guys helping me do the hookups for the first time. Okay. But yeah, they all left. Um, and, and then I, you were there by yourself. <laughs> Moment of truth. Moment of truth. Um, with my little space heater plugged in, I could not figure out how to turn on the heat to save my life. I couldn't figure and out. what month was it? It was uh, March. March. <laughs> March. Yeah. No, it was Southern California, but it was still... Chili, chili. people. <laughs> yes, chili, yes, for the thin-blooded among the Southern California residents. Um, I had a space heater. Yeah, it was just kind of, yeah, snuggling in bed. And then, um, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. going down to the bathhouse to shower <laughs> and um, trying to, trying to yeah, figure it out. And then in the next day or two, I had a, another friend come out and basically give me RV lessons. He's right. like, okay, what, what do you, you know, what do you need? He, he brought a picnic dinner and a bottle of wine and, and he walked you through it. And because you said you totally had a good took care walkthrough of me. at your, when you picked it up, you had a good walkthrough at your, you bought from um, Dennis Dillon RV. I did. And you, you were happy as can be with the dealership, but it is drinking water through a fire hose on pickup day. It is. And I think I, even though I got a great walkthrough, I think it had so much to do with pointing out, you know, where everything was um, when I had no experience operating anything. So, you know, I was sort of taking notes about how to access everything, but the basic questions of... I'm freezing. How do I turn on the heat? Right. And, and it's so complicated with an RV when you don't know. I mean, it's just yeah. basic. It's basic memorization. You know, mm-hmm. the refrigerator runs on the electricity mm-hmm. or the propane if you're not in electricity. Mm-hmm. But then the hot water runs on the propane. But then the heater runs on the on the generator. <laughs> and then I, I actually have two solar panels on the top. So they run the lights, but not the outlets. You know, and it's right. So you have it's learning. It's learning. Now you've been out on the road nine and a half months. Yes. Are you still learning, or do you have this down? Oh, I'm totally still learning. Yeah, I'm totally still learning. I um, just uh, was being taught not that long ago about how to winterize, Mm -hmm. and um, I've still never. uh, I haven't boondocked yet. I've I've Mm -hmm. only been in partial hookup or full hookup situation. So I think there's all kinds of functionality that I have have yet to master. And you know what? That just takes time. And for you, you're full time on the road, so it's gonna you know, it's gonna come to you a lot quicker. A lot of times people who buy an R V and they're using it six weekends a year and maybe for two weeks vacation, it's always, always the learning. It's you can always find some full-timer in a campground who can help you. Uh, the, the, actually, the guys at the dealership at Dennis Dillon, one of them said to me, oh, it's my full-timers that I learn the most from. Yeah, they know that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you get out uh, on the road, there's just no substitute for um, 
for the kind of learning you do in a pinch. Somehow, I was down in Texas and I could not get my heat on. And it, it was in the high 20s. I was so cold. But it was the end of April and I just did not expect it to be that cold in Texas. So I only had one blanket in the camper. I, I had my Betty's bed, which is kind of thin, and the, a blanket to go on top. And it was not cutting it. And I was boondocking. There was no hookups. I was absolutely freezing. And man... I figured that thing out quick the next morning. Yeah, I wasn't going to be in that spot again. <laughs> well, I actually, I think that that's one of the things that's been kind of a revolution, like in my life this year mm -hmm. is, um, you know, I've always been pretty perfectionistic mm -hmm. and have, you know, not necessarily handled all that well when I make mistakes. But what, you know, this year when almost everything that I'm doing, I'm doing for the first time, um, one of the things that was a big revelation to me is that I actually learn more when I make a mistake mm. than when I don't, because I really understand the whys behind mm -hmm. the what. I, I'm thinking two things now, uh, Leslie, because this is our year of transforming, and this is your year of transforming. Mm. I mean, and not only transforming your lifestyle, but maybe transforming your past mindset, your thought process. Mm -hmm. I love what you just said about, you know, rather than viewing this kind of like a mistake, why, how could I not have gotten this? Wow, the fact that I didn't get this is helping me to understand the bigger picture here. Yes, definitely. And I think that's transforming when we don't have to be so hard on ourselves. I actually, that's one of the reasons why I was so attracted to your podcast, really. Well, um, I mean, one of the reasons was, you know, your articulation of these highly technical things in lay terms so that the rest of us can understand them. But the other thing that I so appreciate is how um, how much you laugh over the things that you learn the hard way. You're such a great model for mm. um, for embracing the mistakes and you know right. retelling them and laughing over well, them yeah. and sharing with them. And it it takes so much sting out of it. You're a great person to learn from. Oh for well, that thank reason. you for that because I um, I am no expert and I I never want to be on the show proclaiming that I'm an RV expert. I'm an RV enthusiast. Ah. And Mark Polk is an expert. <laughs> Walter Cannon is an expert. Holly Burroughs is an expert. I, I like that when the experts come on my show and this is what they do for a living. And it's great having Mark Polk explain gross vehicle weight ratios. <laughs> yeah. But, but I can't even say gross vehicle it, it's a tongue weight twister, ratios. Isn't it? But <laughs> we got so much feedback on a show we did last spring, which was about rookie mistakes. And I talked about quite a few I, of my own. Yes, I listened to that one. Yeah. Well, so many people uh, wrote in about that show. And, and, and that's what we want to be here. We, we want to be a show in which people can say, oh, that's why that happened. We, we never want to be coming off like, what do you mean? It's in the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, oh, so are 10,000 other things in that book. You can't get it all down. And we're going to learn it by experience. I want to talk about when you finally left your your neighborhood. So that whole period was how long? You from your friend's driveway to your shakedown camp out. How long did that process of figuring that out and learning the um, the trailer um, 
operations take? I, I stayed in LA for probably about six weeks. And, and part of that was getting to know the RV. And I moved back and forth between these two campgrounds, mm -hmm. um, stayed twice in each one. So I was actually like setting up and breaking down, Practicing packing. That. Yes. And then where did you go? <clears throat> um, then I, I went east, young woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I had made arrangements with my parents to fly out from North Carolina to meet mm -hmm. me two weeks after I shoved off. Mm -hmm. for us to do um, Zion and Bryce and Grand Canyon National Parks together. So that's east when you're in California. Yes, that's east <laughs> when you're in California. Not east coast, but eastern, yeah, eastern California. And so you had shared with me before that, that your dad, who's healthy and fit, and your mom, thanks be to God, are in their late 70s, but your dad had always wanted to do the Grand Canyon and had never been there. Yes. And you took them. I took them. How thrilling was that? It's amazing. I My father is really the one who um, really fed my love for new experiences and adventures mm. and all of the national parks that I had been to up to that point mm. on various road trips mm -hmm. with him or with him and my mom together. Um, he's the one who had introduced me to the national parks. So... It was such a great thing to be able to return the favor and and give him that opportunity to have yeah. have that Julie. heart hunger filled. I, I want to share with everybody the picture you showed me. So you captured it at the, just the right second. Your mom and dad were on the side of the safety rail looking out over the canyon, and mm -hmm. they both had binoculars. But when you zoom in, your dad and mom, their mouths are both <laughs> like... In there, yes. You you caught it at just the right second. The picture is so cool. It's amazing, really. Yeah. Normally, I send, spend way more time setting up shots, but I saw them. I saw the opportunity yeah. for the photo because it's a panorama. Mm -hmm. uh, I can send it to you. Maybe you could put it on your show. Oh, I notes. want everyone to see it. Yeah. But it, it was one of those things where I had to get it in the first try. And I just yeah. started shooting and I got this amazing photo of them on the in the first 15 minutes with their yeah. with their eyes and mouths wide. They were aghast. Like, they, oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. And you did the cutest thing. You had that blown up in a big panoramic and you gave it to your parents for Christmas. Tell everybody what they did with it. I um, We've had the same piece of art over the couch for as long as I can remember, you know, 40 mm -hmm. plus years. And that... That piece of artwork was out of the house in 24 hours, and my parents... <laughs> it's gone. But it's gone. gone. It's gone. And they, they put the the framed photo up What I absolutely in the love about room. that is that every day they look at that, and they think of you. Yes. And they think of the travel. Like, I love that you got this classy that allows for company. So where are they planning to join you next? Actually, they already came a second time. Oh, they did. They did. We went to um, we went to Banff and Glacier National mm. Parks together. Um, and my sister, my nephew came out. We did Jasper in in Alberta, Canada, mm. and um, the Icefields Parkway, a little bit of 
Bamp. And I've I've had a couple of friends come stay with me just for short weekends, though. So I'm going to come and stay with you. You are welcome to come <laughs> stay with me. So you you did the uh, Zion, Bryce, and Grand Canyon. Then you went back toward L.A. And you worked your way up the coast. Yes. Visiting friends in Portland and Seattle and all of that. And then you worked your way in, in your mind. You had this plan to get to Long Island by Christmas with your sister. But other than that, you are you don't have things planned out. You have a general idea? I Just that general idea that I wanted mm-hmm. to go up the West Coast because I had a lot of friends there, and I figured mm-hmm. that that was um, a good way for me to start. I'm so extroverted, mm-hmm. I really need to connect with my people. And, and mm-hmm. walking away from my life, I yeah. thought that was a good plan. Um, having a northern route across, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, west to east in the summertime. Um, I definitely wanted to be in the northeast for autumn, but it was so autumn deprived living in Los Mm. Angeles for 16 years. I definitely needed a fill. Color. Yes. And yeah, to get to my sister's house by by Christmas on Long Island. So are you making reservations two or three days in advance? Yes, usually. Yeah. Have you ever been stuck yet? Not yet. Okay. So so I should knock on wood. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Right, right. We'll knock on So so that's been working for you? It has been. It's, you know, it's it's been maybe a little under the wire sometimes, but... Mm -hmm. uh, Because you... But I've gotten really lucky. You don't do Walmart parking lots. You're, you're, you are in campgrounds every night. So far, I have been in campgrounds every mm-hmm. night. So what is your travel plan now? Like, do you, are you going to do this for a year, two years, or are you just open to in, indeterminate? I, well, I, I made a declaration that it was two years minimum when I left. I like the minimum part. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to be held to this. Right. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I think two years felt like it was long enough that I could truly, deeply be in the experience and give my mm-hmm. my head and my heart kind mm-hmm. of really the space um to get out of you know my previous life and to be really open to what is coming um but uh i i also feel like it's a good it's good geographically because two years mm-hmm. you know to I've, just get around the country once. Right. Some people say that they, they take the first year and just do a zip around. And the second year is the year they're like, okay, I'm gonna, and going back there and I'm staying longer. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the second year is Alaska because that's a three-month commitment, you know, like to do it up. And so I, I love that you've, you're not going to be rushed through it. I, I have to ask you this. What... I know it's only nine and a half months, but nine and a half months of just, that's a lot. It is. <laughs> what has been the most surprising thing for you? Um, I, I think the thing that I'm most present to is just how grateful I am. You're that tearing I'm, up. I am. Yeah, um, it's a gift. To see all these places that I wanted to see to be in so much beauty, mm-hmm. um, to be to be present to stuff in a in a much more nuanced way. Like I'm, 
the natural rhythm of the world, the seasons, mm. light and dark, heat and cold, um, you know, how, how, how big the, the streams and waterfalls are flowing in the spring and to have spent so much time with the autumn leaves this fall, that all of that has been so amazing. Um, and I've also been seeing all of these friends from every part of Aww. my life. Um, Reconnecting with people. Yes. So the, um, the, the person that I had gone the longest without seeing, I, uh, on this trip was the girl who was my best friend in sixth grade. We haven't seen each other since we were 12 and I reconnected with her. How fun. But it's so incredible. I'm just so humbled over and over by what incredible people I have in my life and how wonderful oh, it is feeling. to see people again and how yes. easy it is to reconnect with people that you have a shared history with right. and just fall right back into that connection. Do you feel connection. this experience now has healed the burnout? Do you feel healed, really removed from that burnout? I, I still have a little PTSD. residual. <laughs> yes, I still have a little residual. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, occasionally when I'm I'm if if I'm triggered to think about yeah. my old job, you yeah. know, I can I can find myself getting pulled down yeah. in some of those rabbit holes again. But um, yes, I definitely feel much more light, much more yeah. light and expansive. You look incredibly healthy. <laughs> You have a glow. You're a vegan, so that's probably... But you, I have to tell you, I we met before. Yes. We, we, you and I met in um, California at In-Town Campground. Right, at Nevada City. And you had rented a Class C to see if that was... Yes, my thing. maiden voyage. Your maiden voyage, but... Um, but it, it, you know, I was hosting that trip and kind of very busy. And looking at you now, you you have such a glow. You look so healthy and wholesome and full of joy, and with a glitter in your eye. I, I wish wish I could give what you have right now to people like a gift. Like if we could box it up and give it, because travel does so much for the soul. It it truly does, and really just just. Filling your days with things that you're really interested in and you really care about mm -hmm. and and people that you're interested in care about and, and to be able to live life at kind of a human pace rather than this right. insanity of the pace of American culture tends to be right now. Um, what? What would you say to women? I, and I know there's a lot of women who listen to the show and they want to do what you're doing. So address that for a minute, if you would, just to, as a moment of encouragement to those women, tell them something. I've, I think as soon as I really locked in mm -hmm. to my heart of hearts, knowing that this is what I wanted to do and, and kept that as my guide mm -hmm. and my organizing principle, and I think the second thing is I really did, I gave myself a year to downsize, mm. to get my place fixed up to sell, mm -hmm. and um, to teach myself about RVing. That, you know, I gave myself a reasonable period of time, but it was also finite. Um, mm. and, and just, you know, 
went out at a little at a time, a little at a time, every weekend, evenings, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. ate, ate the elephant a bite at a time. <laughs> bite at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want women to know that because it feels overwhelming. But you and I spoke a lot today about community. Yes. And, and that's so important, isn't it, Leslie? unbelievably important. I love when I get on Facebook and someone posts their pictures from BAM for something and I just think, oh, you go, girl. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. A bunch of Texas girl campers. I I mean, they they went all the way to Glacier last year from Texas. And I loved every minute of watching them, their fun, their laughter, their... They're pulling over all together on the side of the road because someone had a light going off. And they I, I just loved every second of watching them go, you know, it, and, and that community means so much. And even when you're out there on the road alone, you don't feel alone. You yeah, know, you can get on Facebook and go, hey, everybody, what is happening here? Right. Well, I mean, I've been seeing old communities, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, my friends from life, but I have also been, mm-hmm. I, I meet people all the time, mm-hmm. chat with people at the campgrounds, mm-hmm. and it is nice. It's very nice to be kind of connected virtually and, and seeing other people is, physically together yeah. and also getting ideas and yeah. being inspired by other people. And you're here in New Jersey now, and you're staying with friends that you met at a campground. Yes, in the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> In the beginning of September, in the in the laundry room, by the way. <laughs> That's the RV world, isn't yes. it? It's the RV community. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Leslie, I, I'm going to find you. I'm going to fly to you, and let's do something super fun. I would totally love I, that. I, I adore you, and I'm so happy that you're here in person. <laughs> what, I feel yeah, like it, a star is in my house. Really? I feel like I can't believe I'm getting Janine Pettit all to myself. <laughs> It's not that fun. (laughs) Oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and just for sharing your joy. You're a joy bug. Oh, thank you. And it's just been great spending time with you today. Thank you. I'm so honored and I'm, um, I'm so excited about the community that you have through Girl Camper and all these efforts. And I'm, I'm really grateful to be part of it. Um, Yeah. Well, you're encouraging women out there, and that's what we do. We just all keep pulling each other up. Yeah, let's do that. So, Leslie, happy trails. Thank you. Happy trails to (laughs) all of us. We're transforming in 2019. We are indeed. Okay, we'll be back in a minute, everybody. That's our show, everyone. Thank you, Leslie, for sharing your dream with us today. I hope it inspires those that also have a big idea. Please make this your takeaway. I want you to remember this one fact about Leslie. She knew absolutely nothing about RVing. Everything you need is out there. The safety and education content, the community, the reputable dealers who will help you. In this year of transforming, I hope you will be inspired by people like Leslie. And Leslie, happy trails. I, I cannot wait to meet up with you and, and just enjoy the road life with you. I'd also like to thank our other sponsors, Bankston Motorhomes in Alabama and Tennessee, General RV with 12 locations, and Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia. 
Campco, makers of all those great RV products, and of course, our good friends at Liberty Outdoors. That's a wrap, everybody. Have a great week and happy trails.